Welcome to Money and Coffee, everyone, where we discuss different topics to live financially healthier. And if we can live financially healthier, so can you. My name is Melvin. I'm Pedro, and I'm happy that you guys are with us. And I'm super excited for this episode and future episodes where we're going to bring on guests and talk about different topics. Different guests, I don't know, like maybe Bill Gates, <laughs> uh, considering if he actually responds to my email. Assuming that his email is bill.gates at microsoft.com. <laughs> it should work, man. I, I have faith. I have faith. Still waiting, but I have faith. <laughs> it's been two months, but. <laughs> Today's topic is living on 25K a year. And this episode is geared, of course, to those whose salary is 25K a year. However, if you make more than that, I think that there's still pretty juicy information that we're going to discuss today that's going to be helpful to you. So once again, welcome, and we're glad you're listening to us. And so we're just going to jump on this. Anyone who has become successful living financially healthy, including us, who has that breathing room, has started out with a solid foundation, which is making a budget. Making a budget. And that's so where we want to start. So we're going to start off by just telling you a few easy steps on how to make that budget, breaking it down for you. Number one would be to write down your expenses like and categorize them, like groceries, rent, any expenses like that where you know you're spending on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. You know, your car needs gas, so you're going to write that down. And if you need help figuring out your expenses, just check out your bank statements. Exactly. And a quick tip on that is print them out. Highlight what you don't need um, and just make it into a, a power sheet or express sheet and just write it down, type it up, however you feel comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. Just write it down. It's going to be very dark for you to see because some of those things, whew, you're going to be like, man, why did I buy that? Why am I at McDonald's every day? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why did I buy two TVs last month? I don't even watch TV. <laughs> so, um, you know, and also quick tip on your expenses is I would build my savings into it. So, so it forces you to save because you're, you're categorizing it as an expense. Um, so that's the way I do mine. That's good. So step number two, what you're going to do is figure out how much you earn a month. So you're going to look at your paycheck and you're going to look at how much actually gets deposited into your account, right? Once Uncle Sam goes in there, you know, the uncle you've never met never goes met. in there, takes his portion, and then what you're left with is your earnings. So now you have your expenses number, you have your earnings number. And now you have goals. So you have to write down what you want to accomplish. So if it's saving X amount of dollars or spending less X amount of dollars. Um, you can also have income that's coming in as goals too. But the, the typical one that I really use is my expenses and how much um, or what I want to save. So I would have a target on top of my sheet. I want to save X amount of dollars and the only way I'm going to make it living on 25K is by cutting expenses. If you cut expenses, you save that amount of money and also you built it into it, but your 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 money, your savings into the expenses. So that could contribute to your goals. 
So if you want to save a thousand dollars in a month, um, what is it going to take? What do you have to cut? And that's why listing amount or printing amount um, from bank statement is so important to work towards your goals. That's absolutely right. You have to kind of look at and see where you can cut expenses from eating out, subscriptions to certain streaming services, mm -hmm. and different mm -hmm. things like that where it's not something that you need to live, but something that you find entertainment in and something that you can cut out to reach that goal. Exactly. And uh, one thing about money is it's 20% knowledge and an 80% behavior. So if you... If you act a certain way with money, that money is going to act that exact same way. If you're going to, you don't check your bank accounts, you don't, you don't understand all the money coming in um, or understand how much money is going out, then money's not going to care either. That's absolutely right. Exactly. Making yeah. a budget keeps it in line. Uh, so now we have our goals. What's next? So... Now we have our goals and now we have to have an accountability partner. So this is so important to reach that goal because you can be driving aimlessly if you have a goal set, but you don't follow it. You don't have someone who is there pushing you towards that goal because you need that support. Mm -hmm. What I've found in the past is that without that support, it takes way more discipline on your behalf to reach that goal. Because it's going to take discipline to begin with. But I feel as though if there's someone there to support you, then you'll be able to reach your goal quicker. And you'll, you'll be able to cut out those distractions, cut out those temptations to spend on the new phone, even though yours is working out fine, mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. trying to buy a new car where your car is working perfectly fine and you just... I've seen way too many commercials <laughs> and now you want to buy a new vehicle. Exactly. So accountability partner for me, it's my wife and for yourself, it's your wife and you just want someone. It doesn't have to be your wife. It could be a boyfriend, girlfriend, brother, sister, mother, father, or very close best friend who you can trust to be able to keep you in check in order to reach that goal. And not only that is you can be his accountable partner as well. So it works both ways. You help him or her and in verse verse, they, they help you um, keep yourself in line. So it's, it's so awesome to have this goal. And as you work towards it, you get more breathing room and you get more stress relief as you get closer to that goal and you see it working and you see your accountability partner keeping you in check and that just motivates you to continue to reach that goal. Exactly, exactly. Especially if you're living on 25K. For sure. You know, you really don't have any, any wiggle room in there. Um, especially now that, you know, what mortgage cost or rent cost, you know, you really don't have that wiggle room. Um, and keeping it in line with a budget and someone helping you and you staying focused on there with your goals, oh, yeah, you can get out of there real easy, real fast. For sure. Um, so um, that's that's really what you need to write a budget is your expenses, your income, your goals, and your accountable partner. Um, what uh, Just to go in deeper with those things are 
um, a few tips that I usually use, and I, I think about it on a daily basis all the time, is don't spend money that you don't have. So if you don't have it, you can't afford what you're trying to buy. So if you have to use a credit card or or anything on credit or finance anything, you shouldn't buy it unless you're paying for it cash. That's where debt starts. Yep. Where you spend more than what you make. That's exactly. pretty much the definition to debt. Exactly. And especially if you're living on 25K and you owe someone or a bank 30000 it, it doesn't look good. <laughs> it, it doesn't add up right. The banks are happy. The banks they know are. They got you. Oh, yeah. They're super happy. <laughs> and really, you probably only owed them from the beginning probably 15000 but with interest and everything, it's probably 30000 um, another one is don't buy named brand products because you're probably most likely paying two times more than what you can actually buy them for. Um, perfect example is if you go to a grocery store and you buy a certain product um, from, say, Kellogg's, uh, General Mills, uh, Oscar Mayer, anything that's named brand that you can think of. Um will probably cost you around anywhere between seven to ten dollars more than a a a store brand um, or a generic store brand uh, because it's it's a lot it's a lot cheaper but the product is literally the exact same thing so it tastes the same we could buy a french fries that's brand cook it and we buy a generic store brand cook it it tastes the exact same thing and I'm fuller because it saved me money. My pocket or my wallet, my purse, etc., is fuller and my stomach is also full. That's right. And this may mean introducing your kids to Joni the Cat <laughs> from Frosted Drops versus <laughs> Tony, the, Tony the Tiger from Frosted Flakes. <laughs> I mean, you know, it at the end of the day, you're saving money and you're getting a pretty awesome product because Store brands are so much better quality nowadays than they were, let's just say, even 10 years ago. Yeah. Five years ago. Yeah. They've stepped it up so much. They learned, you they know, learned. that they, they learned what that's what we wanted. And on top of that is sugar, sugar. So if, you, if you're buying a certain amount or a certain product that has sugar in that same product, they're probably putting the same amount of sugar. So it's going to taste the same. Your kids are not going to know. The difference your kids are not gonna know the difference they're just gonna know that they have parents who are putting food on the table putting food on the table and not stressing them as much about e things exactly. or working as you know as much yeah. as you know paying for all this different all these different expenses that you can live without exactly another thing is save your money pay things cash uh, that's a little bit with the first topic is if I see something I want and I see the price tag, I'd be like, oh, it's not in my budget. Um, then I probably won't spend the money if I don't have it. So I save up for it and then I go to the store and buy it or get it delivered however you want to do it, depending on the product. Uh, but I, I save my money for it. My wife saves up the money for it. And then we pay for it cash. You spend less. You you feel better because you don't owe people money. And, um, you know, cash is king. And I think you value that item more 
because you know that you worked towards saving the money for it. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that's a lot of, you know, that's old school way. Now it's with the one click, you click on it and it, you buy it one time or right away. Um, another topic is eat more at home. Um, you could buy, you know, nowadays at fast food, you could go to wherever and pay 10 to $15 a meal now. And honestly, it's going to go higher, you know. Uh, if you buy it at a grocery store, cook it at home, it'll cost you way less money um, and you eat healthier. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, you know, you work better, you eat better, you feel better. That's right. And I want to get into the next subject or the next topic, which is requesting a raise. Requesting a raise. So I was doing some research on this topic and I had found this Forbes ma- uh, Forbes article on their website. We're going to go ahead and link that below. It's called 14 Tips for Getting a Raise When They're Not Handing Them Out. And on here, I found awesome tips on requesting that raise. And one of the tips that stuck out to me the most is to do research on what you're worth by checking out payscale.com or mm. Glassdoor.com, and what this these websites do is they allow you to see what other companies are offering employees that do the exact same thing that you do, even I think within the market as well within the the market areas and and so that you're more like oh I'm not living in Florida comparing what people make in California California you know what I mean because they're different opposite sides of the country exactly. But, with this information, you're able to have a negotiating tool. So when you do go to your superiors, you have this information readily available and you're not just making up numbers. You actually have proof behind it. And once you do this research, you should schedule a meeting with your superior. And I love what this article says about being specific. It says, be specific. Give your boss a range for the raise you want and explain why. Be prepared to say after a lot of research, which I have here if you'd like to see it at some point, and how I feel I have contributed to the company, I would ask for you to consider an increase of 5000 to 7000 or whatever amount you wish. It's been X amount of time since my salary was last reviewed. I greatly appreciate your consideration. So detailed, so specific. That's 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 key when you're talking to a boss and they're going they're going to be like you're going to go into the office to the little meeting and sit down and you're going to tell them exactly what you want. And you're not going to be rude. You're going to be very professional. You're not going to be like, hey, give me this money. I'm quitting. No, most likely they're going to say no. They're not even going to listen to what you say. But you're very specific and very detailed and talking to your boss, look him in the eye. And then um, they might not give you the raise because. Um, you know, corporate, they might have to wait six months to give it to you. But if, if, if they give it to you, um, you know, they'll give it to you quicker and they'll think they'll keep you in mind when, when you come up to them and be very specific of what you're asking for. Um, if you give it to them, if you give it to them all sloppy and stuff, they're going to be like, uh, why should I give you the raise? Actually, we need to let go of some people. Yeah. And since you're here in front of me, we'll start with you. Yeah, exactly. They're like, ah, we don't really know we want to be having this guy in front of customers. But if you're very detailed, they're going to be like, wow, this guy's serious. So 
they they'll keep you in mind and it's more of a chance for you to get a raise exactly and it's such a respectful way to request a raise and we understand that there's certain jobs that don't allow you to just go into your you know superior's office and ask for a raise mm -hmm. for example i know off the top of my head department stores department stores don't generally give out raises whenever you ask because you know there's corporate logistics behind the whole structure of of raises and so their hands are tied so at this point from personal experience i can share with you guys that you can look at other job postings or job openings within mm -hmm. the the department store because let's just say there's an opening in another department that pays more well typically supervisors managers consider talent within at a priority versus talent from from different sources from outside the company so what this does is it gives you a little bit of an advantage to move within the company and to a different department and give yourself a raise because at that point you're going outside of that performance review six month to yearly performance review and you're getting a raise within that time frame yeah. so i think that's a pretty awesome hack something that i've tried before and has worked for me and also it shows for future employment if you choose to get another job you can put that on your resume that you actually moved sometimes it's for a higher position different department but it's something yeah. else to put within your resume because it also shows that you are loyal to that company you know even though you moved around you know that just shows that you wanted to improve yourself as well yeah and a lot of times too if you go into a different department they might promote you faster in that department than they would at a different department absolutely that's correct yeah so you might get more money working in this department you just got to develop your skills that's right and in regards to that i mean just look at the skills now that you mentioned skills mm -hmm. look at the skill set that are required look at the education that's required for that open position because for example if you're working as a janitor in a hospital and you see a job opening for a brain surgeon that's going to take some education actually yeah. a lot of education <laughs> to get into that so yeah. if you're if you're living on 25k you're pretty restricted on time so you would look at the skills and education required prior to applying to this position exactly exactly and trying to gain those skills or develop those skills even for positions that are not open yet but something that you would like to apply for and even going into that department and talking to someone who already ha has that position and talking to them about what skills do you guys need to be in this department is there any tips that you can offer me and mm -hmm. just getting familiar with that so you kind of have a head start exactly exactly and another thing too is while you're working you should be investing in yourself so you're trying to learn as much as you can from other people as well so um, you know, reading books, listening to this podcast, um, um, giving or getting advice from mentors would be really good because that'll help your development in whatever skill that you're trying to acquire. Um, and then that way, uh, 
you can get move up faster or they'll change you to a different department even faster absolutely yeah exactly are you ready for our coffee round i'm ready for our coffee round all right so coffee round this is today's subject is going to be everyday life adjustments so we're just going to throw different things out there for you guys quick tips on how to make adjustments in your everyday life to fit more of a budget-friendly lifestyle so number one would be barber school haircuts let's do that let's get a haircut by a student (laughs) and this is something i've done before and for a guy i understand it's easier because a lot of us have that shorter hair and i know i i went in there with the mentality of do your worst i'm just kidding (laughs) i would say (laughs) i would go in there with the mentality of it's hair it's gonna grow back. it's gonna grow back you know it's all right. Just don't take an eyebrow, please. Just, that's that's yeah, all just, I ask. Just please <laughs> watch the eyebrows. I could wear a hat. I could do whatever. It's just don't take my eyebrow. Yeah, don't take my eyebrows. And next tip is eating out. If you're going to eat out, if you have to eat out, if you're going to eat out, get some. go somewhere that has big portions. Yeah. That way you can kind of save your leftovers for the next day for work or for dinner that same night. I know a really good restaurant that gives me, a, I ordered lasagna, and they gave me one to take home for lunch or whatever. That's right. That's I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and so, park. So you can go to the park. Park is free. You go out there, have a great time. and Take my dog, Mia, out to the park. Take your, yeah, suggest <laughs> free things to do. Like, yeah. you know, say, hey, I haven't kind of in touch with my artsy side <laughs> in a while i want to go to a museum yeah. and typically museums are free so there you go that's something awesome to go to and you can go hiking you can host potluck watch parties so you can like watch something on tv and yeah. make friends yeah. uh, obviously it could be a sport event or it could be any type of other event show and everyone brings something else and i mean that's free mm-hmm. everyone comes in and hangs out and it's fun and i mean just like we went over before is buying store brand things exactly. and versus name brand name brands yep also there's this thing called geocaching have you ever heard of that no so it's pretty cool it's this app you can download and you go different places within your town or city and you f- try and find like this, it's basically like a scavenger hunt. And you go around and you find this box and different people who have found this box have left stuff in there. You leave stuff, you take stuff. It's pretty cool. It's like free. a scavenger hunt. It's that's like good. a scavenger hunt. That's Something cool. you can do with a group of friends. That's cool. And I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. That's cool. That's cool. But that's what we have for you guys today. Thank you so much again for tuning in. We appreciate your support. And if you feel like being awesome follow us on instagram money and coffee and twitter money and, money coffee, and coffee as well and i'm pedro amador and i'm melvin and this is money and coffee yes